Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How, How are, are you? you? I am very well, thank you. Before, we, before we even um, go on, let's, since we haven't been on since the passing of L.A. Tyrone, I think it's just... Um, so fitting just to say what a wonderful guy he was. He was always so kind, Lynn, wasn't he? Whenever you would see him here and he did some, um, uh, not this past year, but the year before, he helped us as one of the media hosts uh, for the evening of Fine Food and Wine at the Cultural Center. And he did a great job and he was so nice. Like in the group, he, he even said, you know, I just want to point out that one of my colleagues is in the audience, you know, talking about, he said, Laurie Cadden with Laurie and uh, Lynn show. And, and hey, just very often, just inclu- very inclusive. And he was just a wonderful, smart guy. And God, it's a, it's a, such a shame and such a loss. I think it was very sad because as we would come in here on a periodic basis, I'd ask the personnel around here, how's L.A. doing? How's mm-hmm. he doing? And He's always, always doing much better. He's doing this. He's doing that. He like he's planning on coming back at a certain time. And when I read that that he had passed last week on Sunday night, I was really shocked. Yeah, I know. I just uh, because he was just such a fighter. You know, he wanted desperately to get through this and get back here. I know, because he yeah. loved it. He just loved it, yeah, and he was he just was, such a good person. That's he just such. A, and he and as they said, he got his dream job. You know yeah. that that three to six. Yes. And so our hearts go out to his family and to the WILK and Entercom family um, because, in our own little way, we're we're all part of this big world here. So um, just please know that he was a good man. Mm-hmm. So. So, Lynn, live up to his uh, expectation of you, all right, going forward? I don't recall that. What, what would that be? <laughs> he would say, look at Johnny Lucas is smiling, and there we're talking about him, see? Uh-huh. John, would L.A. Be, tell Lynn she is to live up to his reputation? Yep, there you go. To his see, reputation? He said yes, that's what he said, Lynn. Okay. Oh, God love him. So, mm-hmm. um, we were out last night. We had a little... Dining al fresco at uh, Russell's, uh, listening to Doug Smith and Jimmy Waltage and uh, Tara Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, well into the evening, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. Was it, it was not? perfect, perfect weather. weather. Mm-hmm. Food was great as usual, but a, a huge crowd. Yeah, gigantic. for Wednesday night. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
which yeah. is always nice. I, I love mm-hmm. it. And as we pointed out, they've like pushed further into the parking lot with the outdoor seating because uh-huh. so many people want to be there. Yeah. And the music every Wednesday. And as Russell was saying, either Friday or Saturday, he said he always puts it on Facebook, one of the weekend nights and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But for a Wednesday night, it was packed. Was yeah, I was. We were. We had a good time, didn't we? Had a Patrick A. Dinapoli. Oh, Patrick A. Dinapoli was delighted, and so many people were in up in attendance. You know, we had the lovely Evie Rufalco McNulty and Barbara Mary Jo Prino. Mary Jo Prino, Barb O'Malley. Um, who else? We had Gretchen Van Dyke was there. Um, Carla, who else did we see? Carla, Carla Zero, Zero and Bruce, and Bruce Zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, Sue and and Dennis McCandrew. And not, the Nyhards, Nyhards, the um, uh, um, Naismiths, Naismiths were there, were there yeah. and the inimitable Midori Yamanuchi. Oh, and of course we could. And she was with <laughs> another another listener of ours, Joyce uh, Loma, right? Who listens v- all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we met that lovely Doctor um, Tata. Tata, I, I, couldn't, her I didn't get name. her last name, but she's at the University of Scranton, she's a PhD. And yes, yes, lovely very smart woman. Lady. She just said she went on the board of the Everhart Museum mm-hmm. with Mrs. Joyce Welby, so, or Mrs. Joyce Welby, Mrs. Joyce Loma. Jeez, I'm getting everybody's names mixed up. Joyce Loma. Okay. So I have to tell you that I just had, as I told you, I was a little rushing here. I had a wonderful meeting this morning with um, two great people over at DePietro's Pharmacy in Dunmore. Now, DePietro's is right on, right where the old Ricardo's used to be on... um, Wheeler? Uh, right on Wheeler, yeah. right down the street from the old Bistokis. Mm-hmm. And then they um, moved um, further up next to the um, station. They, the Ricardos did the uh, fire station. Then they moved back to the place they built. But DePietro, so now they're once again across the street now from the um, from DePietro's. So I have to say... Tom DePietro, if you'll notice, if you pay attention, and maybe you don't, I do because I of the business I'm in, is so supportive of community activities and events that go on in our town. And when you see people in a business, a small business, giving back like that, to me, that just speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to visit them today uh, for Hospice of the Sacred Heart. And met with Tom DePietro, who is the uh, pharmacist and proprietor, along with the lovely Maggie McAndrew. Now, Maggie's newly married, and I'll never pronounce her husband's last name. So I'm going to say Maggie McAndrew from Dunmore. And she's a sweetheart. But that was the nicest, such a nice meeting, such a all about the kids and and the things that we're doing. And I just have to say, if for me and going and looking for sponsorship and, and what these people do in this community is a big, big thing. So I want to thank Tom DePietro and Maggie McAndrew for um, being so, um, you know, so I felt so welcome. They were so welcoming to me and to the um, mission of hospice. So I just want to thank them and give them a big shout out. And Tom is a local, you know, Dunmore business and it's all a good thing. So thank you to Tom DePietro and Maggie, as I said, Maggie McAndrew, Dunmore. Okay. Good people. There it's always are. a good feeling, much like when I talk to Miss Sunita and ask her for stuff too, because it's always about the cause. It's always good when people do that. 
So thank you to the everybody. Cause or the cost? The cause. Thank you. Asking for the money to promote the cause and to be a sponsor. It's not always an easy thing. And I so know. many people in this community, as I say all the time, are supportive. So mm-hmm. to anyone who I call, thank you for that. Because God knows I call enough. <laughs> <laughs> part of my business. Just part of the biz. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. So what else? Um, I... I was trying to think of some of the things. Oh, I went to a wonderful event last weekend that I I think I've shared with some of the people who listen and certainly with you about the young woman who was murdered, who was um, the daughter of a dear friend of mine from yes. college. Okay. So that happened in April. Um, before that, her oldest son decided that he wanted to have um, an engagement party. And they had scheduled it for last Saturday at their home. And everybody was kind of thinking, well, hmm, I don't know if they'll be really be in the mood to do something like this after that kind of devastating thing happens in the family. But they, the place was, it, it was as if somebody just opened a floodgate They had so many things. Well, first of all, they have a 20-acre home. Okay, so there's just tons of things to do, including um, a separate stable with horses. And so at certain times during the day, four to five, they brought the horses out and they did pony rides for the kids and walked them around. That was a scheduled event. They had a Mr. Softy ice cream truck parked in there. So you could go Deary over Dan. and get no. <laughs> Patrick noted that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. No, it was a Mr. Softy, and you could just go over there and get whatever you want. They had a barbecue company that came in. They had a roasted pig, and all kinds of sausages and food and coleslaw, all kinds of picnic food. They had um, tennis on their tennis court. They, they have a swimming pool that's, um, they had some crazy things going on in there. They had a skeet shoot and an event at, right around the corner from where they live. It was just a constant, oh, and the bouncy things that the kids go into and all that nonsense. But there was just a continual amount of things to do. It was almost like being at a fair, a country fair. Wow. And the food was fabulous. Um, it was just beautiful. It, everything about it was great. And of course, the overhang was the fact that, you know, my my sister, my daughter, whatever, from whatever perspective was not here. And I think the point was that there was something for them to look forward to mm-hmm. that was a cause for celebration rather than it being something that was just um, like the funeral services were three months earlier. So it was a relief, I think, for all the people who were there to be able to acknowledge joy about something good that was happening in their lives. And, and it, was, it was wonderful. It was a good day. Oh, good. It was, uh, we left, I think, at 7 o'clock and went over to Philadelphia to my sister's um, house. And we first went to one of my favorite restaurants in the area, Plymouth Meeting Mall. We went to um, 
Yeah, that's the place. I can't think of it. <laughs> she loves it that much. I love it. <laughs> and I always have great a Great shout out, Lynn. Great shout out. I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. It'll come to me later. But okay. anyway, it's a wonderful restaurant. The four of us were there. Patrick A. DiNapoli, Diane Evans-Gilbert, David Gilbert, and yours truly. And we had a wonderful evening. And then we went back to their place and we stayed there and left the next day. So it was a nice weekend. Good. Really enjoyed it. The weekend was beautiful. So it was. was it was thing. great. It's always, it's always good for that. And of course, I have to note that the, the, Hill, the Lackawanna Historical Society's Hill House Tour went over very nicely. Um, and uh, so thank you to everybody who participated and all of the houses that were shown, which was always, uh, it's, that's always something you have to, you know, it's a big deal to open up your house to the it community. Is. So um, thank you to all of them. So the Historical and Society, I think, was very pleased. Explain that to me about how that works. So if I own a house and it's one that has some historical value mm-hmm. or whatever, and you want to bring people through, then am I supposed to be there or not be there? No, you could be there. I would never not be there yes. as an owner. But there are volunteers in the house, and they are not, it's the first floor only. I mean, it's a, if you had said, oh, I don't care, most people just do the first, their yard, their surrounding area. Okay. Um, one of the house, one of the apartments from the Clay Avenue apartments was on, because that place, that old, that place is beautiful, that old building, it's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, so... This depends. depends. So what do you what do? You go in there, go you go in just and you look tour. Around. You see what's been done to the house, and um, and it's staged. Tradi- most people don't want a, a, a one level. What we find is when we put a ranch, which of course I love, but most people like something that isn't because they feel it's older. And you know, years ago, ranch style homes were not what they built. But um, yeah, it's it's all what they it, and they bring it in and they do them up and sometimes they're vacant sometimes they're under construction sometimes they're on the market and people like that so it just depends on on and i think one or two of them were on the market this this year so that's a good way to get people in the public just can't walk and they have to buy a ticket and they have to show the ticket to get in so it's not like anybody's walking down the street can just jump into your house Mm -hmm. it's all purchased tickets before but it is a big big deal I think for anybody, and especially like think about it. If it rains and people are walking through your house with wet, you can't ask them to take their shoes off like I do when people come in and it's raining in my house. <laughs> okay, because they're. I mean, not in. It's not raining in my house, but when it's raining and you come into my yes. house, I prefer that. But what are you going to do? It's one of those things. Uh-huh. But it was it was a great day, and the trolley took people around, and um, it was it, it really turned out to be a a good one. So thank you to everybody for that. Mm -hmm. So we are going to take a very quick break and we will be right back. And you're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Oh, thank you. And who are you? (laughs) My mouth was right next to the microphone. I figured I would say (laughs) 
speak into the microphone. My name is Laurie Cadden, and I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Which you often don't remember. I don't. Say I that. can't remember what. <laughs> What to do? I don't. Because I forget. I mean, I do know it like the back of my hand, and I, I can know. say. But like when you introduce people, you say, "Hello, I'm Lynn Evans. I'm the CEO of uh, President and CEO of." And she goes on with, "But I could fill it in, Nisha, but I say, don't." But she mm-hmm. couldn't even say it. I mm-hmm. did. I just didn't want to go yeah, on again. Blah blah. I didn't even have a title for like six months. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. Now you have a good one. Hi, I'm just Nisha. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it works too. So we well, are. I have, I have an article here I think is very interesting. And then another one I want to talk about in a minute because I think it's appropriate for this coming weekend. And uh, I have an idea of how people can get a hold of this. You but should have asked me to do a 4th of July quiz. Uh, I know, like I know. The, there actually is one. There, I know. The Times, the Scranton Times usually puts it in and I know. answer all the questions. And Even I the Memorial Day quiz they had. And I get so mad because I don't, if I don't know the answers. Oh, well. Anyway, this one is uh, from one of my um, rags that I, I generally look at. It's called Financial um, uh, Financial Times, and it's really a subscription more for people in this world. But this was something under Women in Business, and it's an opinion piece. Five ways to guarantee women can speak up and speak out. And this is techniques used by effective male leaders to ensure everyone is heard. And there's a picture here of Anne-Marie Slaughter, and I cannot remember why do we know this woman. She wrote something that was quite impressive, but I don't remember right now. Anyway, we will get to that later. The first one was, she's, and she's the one who wrote it. She said, always give a woman credit when she deserves it. In any meeting or discussion involving men and women, whenever a man makes a point, ask yourself if he is repeating something a woman has already said. If so, simply say, yes, that's the point that Jennifer made earlier. It's an important contribution. Or, thanks for bringing Jennifer's point back to our attention. As every woman or man who already practices this habit knows, you will be astonished at how often the woman's contribution is ignored until a man makes it. That, that's very true. You mean, so if a woman says, mm-hmm. well, let's go back to the comment that Lynn made before, it doesn't, is not as much power as if a man says it? Well, if a, no, it's what if a man claims that as his own idea and offers it later in the discussion and never acknowledges that Jennifer already said that, what, what they're saying here is that the, whoever it is that's leading this discussion should say something like, yes, that's the point that Jennifer made earlier, and it's an important contribution. At least to acknowledge that she made the point and that it no, wasn't I just... No, I get it. But does, does this have anything to do with gender in that respect? Yes, yeah. Okay, so but what if a woman did the same thing? It'd be fine. But what she's saying is it's the woman who, who made the contribution... Should be acknowledged. Right. I get that. And a lot of times men... People don't. Well, men in general don't. They grab it and just make it their own. Okay, well, I know a few of those people. Yeah, so do I. I can mention, but I won't. Okay. Uh, Number two is make sure all the women at the table have a chance to speak. Why hire people if you're not going to hear from them? Make it your practice to ensure that every single person around a table has had a chance to speak in every meeting. 
As Susan Cain points out in her book, Quiet, you will not only hear from women, but also from your male employees who are more introverted. A technique I often use, and again, this is, we're talking about uh, Marie Slaughter and why I can't remember what it is that she wrote. I don't remember, but anyway. Um, she said a technique she uses often in the classroom was not to call on someone who had already spoken until others who had not contributed had a chance to voice their thoughts. Number three, when a woman is speaking, listen in a way that communicates to her and everyone else that you actually want to hear what she has to say. You may notice that many men listen to women with a posture of barely veiled impatience, waiting only for them to finish so that another man can speak. <laughs> That's true. Try this. When a woman starts speaking, imagine that you're listening to Albert Einstein, Stephen Jobs, or anyone else in your pantheon who would cause you to lean forward and listen in the way people do when they think the person talking is very smart. She will feel the difference immediately and indeed is likely to be smarter given the new science on the way intelligence can be evoked by the environment we are in. And if you think you do that now, have a meeting involving men and women timed and compare the average speaking time for each woman compared to each man. You'll be, you'll be surprised surprised at the disparity mm -hmm. that's probably true mm -hmm. if a woman is interrupted number four if, if a woman is interrupted make sure either to forestall the interruption or to come back to her you can in interrupt the interrupter by saying dan give susan a chance to finish or say after the interruption susan you didn't have a chance to finish your point that practice will again emphasize that you genuinely value what Susan has to say rather than just hearing her voice. It is, of course, an excellent practice when men are interrupted as well. Number five, ask a man to do the office housework. <laughs> she said, if you know a woman working in an office, you have heard it a hundred times. Women get asked to do more of the niggly tasks such as scheduling meetings, taking notes, setting up a spreadsheet, etc. Next time you assign such a task, make sure you give it to a man. Nothing on this list should surprise, should surprise any man who's interested enough in closing the gender gap to have read this piece on the eve of March 8th, International Women's Day. <laughs> but it is time now to move from theory to practice. Empowering women should become as routine as brushing your teeth, not just today, but every day. Love there we it. are. Love it. I think that's an interesting observation. I'm going to pay attention to that. Yeah, and, and you but, know where you see it? Board meetings. When you're, on a, when you're in a board meeting and you're listening to people interacting and offering ideas, listen to how often women actually speak up and finish their point. Or how many times others grab it and own it as their own? Well, Lori, did you notice at that joint boards meeting we were at that most of the women sat at tables together and all men sat at tables together? Yeah, yeah, it does. It and that doesn't sick. usually happen. I know, I thought it was weird. Yeah, that doesn't usually happen. It was like girl side, boy side. Uh-huh. It, it was, it was wild. But, yeah. but I believe, see, I think that people have to speak up, though. See, and I know it's just not certain 
individual's personality to be a mouth right. or to say, or and to I don't want to use the term a mouth, but that's really to say what you're thinking, yeah. to give your opinion, to give advice. The, you need to learn if you're if you're involved in in a in a board. Let's just because we're using that that if you're involved and you accept a position on a board of directors, regardless of what it's for, mm-hmm. then you should know that you your your voice should be heard. Or don't take the seat. Well, I, I, it's interesting you said that about having your voice be heard because last night when we were at um, Brussels, we met Dr. Bob Naismith and Claudia Naismith who had been there. They were eating dinner yes, when we, we got there, right. right? And that reminded me of something that Claudia said. We were both on the board of directors of the Women's Resource Center. Mm-hmm. I think she still is, isn't she, maybe? I don't know. She could be. But at that time, she was this one particular meeting. She was sitting next to me. And there was some conversation going on about the finances. And I was listening back and forth to the give and take. And she kept hitting me, bumping me with her elbow and saying, why aren't you saying anything about this? And I said, because I'm just pointing my ear. I'm listening. First. I'm listening. So then somebody else said something that she knew was irritating and she knew that it would be something that I should respond to and she kept saying why aren't you saying something and I just went like this I just said wait a minute so when whoever it was had finished speaking I offered my thoughts and I said to your point and I spoke about that to your point I spoke about that comment and I just said I disagree with you for the following reasons and I just I put it out there and then everybody just kind of thought uh-huh. about it and then they called for a vote and everybody agreed with what I had to say so I just looked at Claudia and I said see that's how but that she knew because you're that's your expertise right, right? so exactly. she was yeah but she wanted me to jump on yeah. it well, you know and I, mean, I said no 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 wait you gotta listen you gotta yeah. listen but it but I do think you you, you really you you have to if you're if it's if it's something you think because most of the time you're probably right or you're at least if it's that you need to contribute because it provokes conversation about another thought even if you're not you don't think it's going to be the most you're not going to be the most popular girl in the room because you say it you got to take that risk and that as i'm reading now because i never really did i'm in the i'm reading daring greatly by a Brene, Dr. Brene Brown, mm-hmm. and I lo- absolutely love her. She's great. And she takes off on the Thomas Je- uh, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, um, you know, the man in the arena. Well, it's called something else, but that's we call it. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's the the nickname it's been given. If you're in the arena, you people are going to take shots at you because you you're t- so that's territory. what she's saying to dare greatly to do those things mm-hmm. because you really are mm-hmm. and i think that that's the thing you have to want you your board seat you're in the arena yeah okay that's so you, you got to say what you you know contribute and then there are times i know when i've been on boards where i just have a sense that there is a click of people who are going to run everything anyway Mm -hmm. so it's almost pointless for you to make a contribution because they're not listening that board that's right that i can definitely yep i know that feeling me too and it's not it's not a good one no you know what and it's and it's you can almost it's so unhealthy you can feel it yeah and it's just like this isn't this isn't right let's see ya yes you do a disservice 
to yourself and as and, well as to yeah. the organization mm -hmm. by I continuing. Know. It's almost like you're supporting it in absentia. Right. Not good. Don't do it. Don't do it. <clears throat> so the last thing I wanted to talk about before we get on to the wonderfulness of Miss Nisha Aurora. I am wonderful, right? Uh -huh. and the wonderfulness of it, yes, is that we, we are acknowledging that this weekend, man, it's going to be heaven for those people who love to barbecue. And so... Um, I have this wonderful article from the Chicago Tribune about the five essential elements of barbecue from the master griller, Jamie Perviance. I never heard of him, but apparently in that world, it's wonderful. Anyway, he talks about five things that you have to be really sensitive to if you want to get the perfect barbecue. But more importantly, he offers the special sauce. Mm. So I am going to post this article on um, the Laurie Lynn Facebook page for this weekend. So if anyone would like to go and find that, the recipe, please go to our page, like our page, and then you can find the recipe for the wonderfulness. Of there you go. And he talks about uh, pork spare ribs yeah. as the best, mm. best thing to, yeah, to do. Good. Pork right. baby back ribs. That's what he wants. There you go. Yeah, hungry now. All right. Well, lots of days yeah. to do that this weekend. Yep. So, all right. Well, we're going to be right back again. We will take a very quick break and you'll hear us soon. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Thank you. Amazon is amazing. It is. It? I just ordered coffee oh, yay. on there for my Nespresso, and it came in a day. Wow. I have to tell you, speaking of Nespresso, that commercial yeah. with George Clooney yeah. and my love of all loves, now it isn't John Travolta, even though he is that, yeah, I thought is that was Andy Garcia in that oh. Nespresso commercial when he brings them and he goes, hey, George, and he goes, where are you? I brought you Nespresso. And the George gives him, like, after all these travels to get it. I love, I love Andy Garcia. Anyway, I digress. So we are the, and the reason I was saying I'm thrilled um, when we were coming on is because we were talking about Jack and Will and Grace. And Nisha said, it's coming back. I said, yeah, no, I'm thrilled. So it's a good thing. So we have the lovely Miss Nisha Aurora, who is general counsel of ERA One Source Realty. Uh, ERA has about 100 or so um active agents along with seven offices in 10 counties yep yes so niche is here to talk a little bit about real estate yeah. always real mm -hmm. estate is it still a hot market out there yeah because it's summertime <laughs> oh ha ha not what i meant finally the weather got better i know um yeah, a lot of people have been putting their houses on the market, so inventory is getting better, yeah. um, which is nice. Uh, there's still, you know, <clears throat> certain price ranges, there's, you know, a shortage of homes, but like, what? Um, like that one to, you know, that mid price range, like mm -hmm. starter, above a starter home, 
Um, But a lot of people are moving into Scranton, which we talked about last month, um, which is nice because it looks like uh, for sale signs are going down and people are fixing up all those old dilapidated houses that were kind of junking up our town, right? We know one in particular. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So ERA, we did a good job, Lynn. You did a fabulous (laughs) job. Fabulous. And what what those people did, wherever that was that Mm. you showed me, is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's really exciting, actually. Um, Lynn had a family home that was for sale on Oak Street, and there are some people who are buying it, and they're planning on restoring it back to its original. And moving in there, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. They love Victorian homes. And they said this is this property is really truly a one of a kind property because it dates back to 1896, I think, yes. and yeah. it's only had two owners. Uh-huh. So oh, cool. um, there hasn't been much fiddling with all of yeah. the, I guess, original fixtures and you so know woodwork so and all that stuff. For the vagabonds were <laughs> for no, we don't know that for sure. We think there might have been, no, but I know. I mean, we, don't we have never evidence. know squatters. You know how yeah. that's, that's what yeah. happens. The squatter the, was is, my uncle. But, oh yeah, <laughs> but Lynn, that place is really when it's going to, when it's finished. I that can't place, wait to see it. It is got such good bones, as they yes, say. Exactly. Yeah, beautiful. So it's funny because um, the one girl from our office went to take the pictures and she came back and she said, have you seen that house? And I said, no. She goes, I hope someone buys it and puts it back to the way it was. Yeah. Because she and I both love old houses mm-hmm. and I love when people restore yep. old houses, not, yep. like, I don't like when you do a slip slap job. And like, well, I think less and less of that is happening, like in the 70s and that when people bought old houses and then slapped all that ugly new stuff in the 70s that people thought was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now it's not and people are trying with with I think with the book the magazines and the TV shows True. and the availability to to have the craftsman the craftsman craftsman here or the ability to know where to get the stuff is really important to people mm-hmm. to restore. Yeah. I guess maybe there's more of an awareness yeah. of the potential for restoring things in this area. Mm-hmm. Meaning have you ever been to like Charleston or one of those cities that takes pride in, you know, the, Re- the older houses yep. and mm-hmm. redoing them, they it would never, ever get rid of like a porch no. or like you can't even have asphalt in Charleston. You have to use pavers. I learned really? that this week. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So wow. asphalt allowed in Charleston. There's only these, um, I guess, the kind of concrete pavers um, because the, they like to make keep the city looking a certain way. Pristine. Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine if Scranton had had building code enforcement and stuff like that. Well, anywhere. I mean, that's yeah. pretty Any kind of time. enforcement would be nice. <laughs> really. I, st- I get quality of life tickets a lot. Uh-huh. They'd enforce yeah. that. That's- yeah. The enforce that I have to have lids on all yes. the garbage cans. Yeah, uh-huh. I got that from the nonsense that was out in the front porch of that house. Yeah. Quality of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, what about uh-huh. the sidewalks? What about the lights? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yep. Anyway. We digress. Yeah, I know. So, I'm still thinking about Andy Garcia. I know, me too. I'm thinking of the Nespresso, too. <laughs> I'm thinking of an Nespresso. I was out too late last night. Yeah. See? That's really what it is. I like you George need the Clooney caffeine, better babe. than him. I had a coffee this morning. Maybe Now that George Clooney got married, he sort of lost his charm. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's the father most, of two now. I know, I mean, and, and she's it. the most perfect woman ever. She's a human rights lawyer. Oh, she's, like, yeah. she's beautiful. She's changing she the world. Yep. 
And he, they are, they're a perfect couple. But like Andy they're probably going to adopt like, 10 Syrian refugee children no, next. No, no, they, they that's their a own. different family. Yeah, that's that's what's their face. Jolie <laughs> the people. Pitts yeah. Jolie number. Hmm? <laughs> Anyway, we're getting off topic I know, here. But that's right. because I was at U2 till 4 in the morning. Oh, so well, you can admit right? that. Did All you right. mean, what's his name? Bono. Bono. Yeah. No, but Bono was literally like 20 feet away from me. <gasps> he talked about a an activist. He is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, I was telling does. Lynn before you got here, I was surprised at how, well, I wasn't surprised. I knew the concert was going to have a lot of political messages, but oh, it was very time. politically charged, but I was surprised at their crowd's reaction. Where did you go? Where was um, he? The, uh, Giant Giant Stadium. Stadium. Okay. Well, Giant Stadium it. now. Love it. Um, yeah, but I was surprised that it wasn't like an overwhelming feeling of support for all the political messages they were putting up on the screens, it was kind of like everyone sort of took a deep breath and was, you could find the fear was like a little bit palpable for being a big crowd and a New York City crowd. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was interesting. It wasn't like, yeah, Bono, we like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of like, oh, geez, I don't know if everyone's tired of political things or fatigue, but you're just fatigued now, though. Uh, I'm fatigued That's- now because I thought I was 25 <laughs> dancing mm-hmm. around like a comedian. There you go. <laughs> but amazing. I crossed it off my bucket list. That was a good oh, okay. So, um, so real estate. Uh, yeah, my day job. Real estate. my day job. Don't just fly around town going to concerts. Yes. Um, so the article I found today was from Realtor.com, my favorite website for pop culture real estate stuff. Um, and it was, it's pretty interesting because a lot of people are jumping on houses that they, they don't want to lose. Um, and a lot of times you can do a contract that's contingent upon a sale of your house, but it's not really a good offer that way. So if there's a bidding war or something, you kind of want to be in a position. Well, most people actually are. They can pull equity out of their house that they have now um, and get the new house that they want. But the question is how, you know, the houses are still sitting on the market for an average of four to six months. So what do you do then if you have two mortgages, right? Yeah. And so an option is to rent the house that you're not living in anymore because it can normally cover the mortgage and taxes and rentals are going for a super premium lately um, because there are actually a lot of new professionals moving into town with the med school and the right center and the big residency and programs. And student debt and mm-hmm. they can't buy a house. Correct. Yeah. So um, the it, it was a pretty interesting article. It says... Like there's some different things to think about. Like maybe you don't want to do a long-term rental, but you could do a short-term rental. You could think about Airbnb. You um, you could. Uh, uh, do I understand that Scranton will not allow Airbnb? Oh yeah. Well, right. I don't know if it's <clears throat> Scranton. No, it, it's it, um Green Ridge. Well, it was that one section, and they won the appeal. There, or they won the the um, they. I think what did they do, Nisha? What do you call that? Oh, they, I was at the magistrate for something different. No, they, they, they no, someone range complained need. that they weren't shouldn't be allowed to have it. So whatever the allowance of it to be in so, the location, it, it's they like weren't the, allowed. It was the Green Ridge Neighborhood Association, I think, that complained to the city. And so the... So it was zoning or, things? Is that what it was? No, it's still pending. What they did was the magistrate issued a fine... And was hoping that the owner of the property who was trying to use it as an Airbnb would appeal. So then the Court of Common Pleas could make a decision. Oh. And then it would be precedent. Okay. Um, because it's kind of new law. Yeah. Um, but you do have to pay taxes if you have made the your house an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and then another good point in this article was maybe 
in, if you want to, to just cover your expenses for the house, don't charge premium rent, but get someone who will take care of the house mm-hmm. and keep the yard clean and give them a discount on rent so that you don't have to worry about getting the house ready for showings. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of, you know, yeah, maybe give a med student a break or something or... But um, if they're looking at, what you say, is four to six months, is that what the average... Yeah, the absorption rate right now. So would would somebody really be interested in renting a place just for four to six months? It depends. I mean, you could do month-to-month rentals, too. But then that means that the people are going to leave their furniture there, right? Yeah, furnished rentals are also mm-hmm. in high demand. Okay, so, yeah. Um, that's another good option. But it was just um, something interesting that popped up in my news feed today. I thought I would share it with everyone. Okay. So Airbnb is something that we can do or we cannot do. In... You'll have to check your local ordinances. Oh, I think you Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think the point about all that is that there is no ordinance that addresses it. Right. Because it's not anything it's, that it's brand has new. ever been done before. Yeah. So what do you, do you take the position of I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do it until they tell me I can't. Probably. And that's the way it works. So mm-hmm. we, it just, well, it's, I mean, goes back to the fact that all these startups were sort of, they disrupt the normal industry, right? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, like Uber with the taxi mm-hmm. services. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Actually, speaking of Uber, yesterday at the concert was really funny because they had these big signs and it's like the state police signs and the New Jersey Department of Transportation signs. And it said, Uber to the left all other pickup to the right. <laughs> and can they say that? Like, isn't that the New Jersey saying, like... I guess they can. And what about Lyft? And what about all the other well, competitors? I, yeah, I think maybe they could just say Uber, et cetera. Right? <laughs> yeah. See, my legal mind was still working. I, I see that, At yes. 1 a.m. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At 1 a.m. Um, okay. So, I guess if anyone is looking to list or sell, give us a call. We did a good job with Lynn's house on Oak you Street. Did. You did. It was um, a great you job. Can call us at the corporate office at 570-587-9999, and that's in Clark Summit. Mm-hmm. And then we have a wonderful website, www.era1.com, um, and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram also. I actually okay. just posted that. I was doing this radio show today on our Facebook page. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. All right. I hope you um, feel better the rest of the day. I'm going to go get a coffee <laughs> go and some get lunch. some Nespresso. Yeah. Stop and get Maybe Andy oh. Garcia will be there. Maybe. Ooh. I know. Let's close our eyes and that'll be happening. All right. Here. Watch. I'm doing it. Okay. Anyway, we're going to leave you for the weekend. Please have a happy and healthy and safe um, holiday weekend. Enjoy, relax, have fun, barbecue, and get your uh, your your uh, sauce recipe, your barbecue sauce on the Laurie and Lynn website. As Lynn's no, going to post. Facebook page. Facebook. I'm sorry. Right. Facebook. Page. Like, remember to like our Facebook pages and, too. And yeah, like uh, everybody's yes. yeah, ERA one too. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. Like, like, like. All right. So everybody, thank you for listening. Lynn, we'll see you next week. Nisha, okay. see you sooner than that. And uh, Sunita's is coming next time. Remember, uh, Sunita will be here. We'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take care, everybody. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.